0: Psalm 19 The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard, yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy. And like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuits to the end of them, and nothing is hid from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the lord are true and righteous altogether more to be desired are they than gold even much fine gold sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb moreover by them as your servant warned in keeping them there is great reward but who can detect their errors clear me from your hidden faults keep back your servant also from the insolent do not let them have dominion over me then i shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Nehemiah, chapter 2, verses 1-10 through 10. In the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was served him, I carried the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before, so the king said to me, Why is your face sad, since you are not sick? This can only be the sadness of the heart. Then I was much afraid. I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my ancestors' graves, lies waste and its gates have been destroyed by fire? Then the king said to me, What do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. Then I said to the king, If it pleases the king, then if your servant has found favor with you, I ask that you send me to Judah to the city of my ancestors' graves, so that I may rebuild it. The king said to me, the queen also was sitting beside him, How long will you be gone, and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a date. Then I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given given me to the governors of the province beyond the river, that they may grant me passage until I arrive in Judah, and a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, Directing him to give me timber to make beams for the gates of the temple fortress, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall occupy. And the king granted me what I asked, for the gracious hand of my God was upon me. Then I came to the governors of the province beyond the river, and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent officers of the army and cavalry with me. When Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite uh, official, heard this, it displeased them greatly that someone had come to seek the welfare of the people of Israel. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 8 I appeal to you therefore brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect For by the grace given to me I say to everyone among you not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy and proportion of faith, ministry and ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Good morning and welcome to the second Friday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 19, Nehemiah 2 and Romans 12, and they The language used in the latter part of the Romans reading was interesting to me because Paul is outlining these different roles that he envisions within the church, Um, but also because it stood out to me because um, when he uh, encourages them not to uh, think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. Um, it reminded me of his letter to the church in Philippi, which is a military community, where he said, you know, don't, you know, it's better with, to be with, uh, to act with others with humble contrition than with uh, vain conceit and to not, you know, elevate yourselves above others. Um, and so when Paul talks about ministry and um, what was the other one that I noticed? I can't remember now. Well, in in other translations, as uh, the servant in service and etc. And I thought it was interesting. And the the Greek um, minister is uh, diakonos or deacon, um, and the I was looking at what was it the the leader um, in leading. Uh, the Greek actually has uh, you know not this kind of. I thought it might be interesting, given like what uh, I think the military is and what it does. Um, the leader in the Old Testament is usually either some version of Archos in Greek, um, and in Hebrew it's sar. Um But in the in Paul's letter in the Greek, um, the it's actually not—the leader is proestemi, and to lead with diligence uh, is sp- spaudae, um which can be care, um, but also um, haste or urgency. Um, so these are these different offices or roles that Paul envisions in the church, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, compassion, uh, ministry— um and I I think it's it's important to point out when he's writing to the most powerful city in the Empire, um, and he says, Look, there's all these different things that we can do. Um and that not he reiterates again his lesson that he's given elsewhere, that not all members of the body of Christ have the same function. And we are members of one another. Um, we have been given these gifts according to the measure of faith that God has assigned us. So the, the the stratification, the social stratification that occurs in human society, which I think is just you know endemic to who we are. Like we we always look to figure out where we stand on some imagined ladder. You know who's above us, who's who's below us. There's always got to be a pecking order, and Paul consistently breaks that down to say, no, 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 don't don't assign the wrong, don't assign value to your job, uh, and certainly not if it is to kind of place yourself above or below someone else. We're all we all have different things that we're called to do, um, and those with money uh, and power are probably called to be the givers, and they are called to generosity, according to Paul. Um, others who don't have much material, they may be called to exhortation um, or compassion um, or ministry or service. Um, and as as comforting as I might find in these structures and hierarchies that we create, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one, um, We shouldn't lose sight of the fact that that's not that we we shouldn't give it any more weight or gravity than it deserves. Um, That you know, uh, it's it's convenient. For example, like when you're walking down the street, you see someone with E seven rank, and you're an E three. Like you know exactly what to expect. You know what rituals are required of you. Um, You know what kind of decorum is expected. And Paul is breaking that down, Um, not always directly and not in this passage, but he does make it a point to say, look, we have these things, we have these differences, um, but don't think that just because one person has money and they're called to give, that that makes it better or more desirable to be called to compassion um, and to be called to cheerfulness. Um, So it's, it's one of these things I even... I, I try and keep myself aware of. Um, I call myself a high church, low life, because I I like liturgy. I like uh, the functions and the rites and the rituals that the historic church um, has built up. Uh, but I also believe really strongly that those that's not the point. Liturgy serves serves me ultimately. Um, it doesn't serve the community all the time. Um, And I don't know for sure that it really serves God. I think what serves God is what's going on in our heart. And for some people like me, liturgy helps. Structure helps. Order and hierarchy helps. Um, But it can also be a hindrance. It could be a stumbling block. And so that's why Paul reminds us um, that we all have different things that we provide to the church. And different is not better or worse, um, but different is diverse and stable and um nuanced and i think that's what paul is um bringing to our attention here that you know don't don't um don't wallow in self-pity that you have nothing but also don't lord your possessions over others and think that somehow that's a reflection of of your own character or god's favor because so often the opposite is true Prayer for the Poor and Neglected from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty and most merciful God we remember before you all poor and neglected persons whom it would be easy for us to forget the homeless and the destitute the old and the sick and all who have none to care for them help us to heal those who are broken in body or spirit and to turn their sorrow into joy grant this Father for the love of your Son who for our sake became poor. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in first formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.